we are able to, you know, understand that wealth is complex, right? We have seen tons of great complexity already. We don't sell a commodity. We sell almost like a transformative process. We are part of the plan. And, um, you know, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, we like work with your other advisors. We we speak their language. We understand what they're saying. Um, And, you know, the benefit to the client is, is that we don't charge for any of these services. We are part, we were there for them the whole time. So other than our commissions that come out of, um, of the policy itself, you know, the client has no out-of-pocket cost to us for this so level of service. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons. We are the largest law firm in the world with offices in more than 200 locations across 80 countries available to support you everywhere you do business. We're a law firm that embraces change and can help you grow, protect, operate, and finance your organization, which is why Dentons is organized to offer more than just legal insight. We're here to help you find business solutions in a seamless fashion across the globe. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Barnhouse. I'm a partner and lawyer in our Edmonton office. Welcome to my podcast, where I explore the topic of women in entrepreneurship and leadership and the ecosystem supporting the growth of this segment. Today, I'm joined by Nicole Baxelmassi, Associate Principal with the Targeted Strategies Group. Welcome, Nicole. We're glad you're here. Thanks for the invite. This is going to be a great discussion. I'm hoping that to get us started, you can give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself and also an overview of what the Targeted Strategies Group does. I know you're well aware. I actually used to be a partner at Dentons. Yes. I loved Dentons, but I wanted to explore my ability to take my client service and my strategic advisory piece of my business a little bit in a different direction and try something new. And so um, I accepted a position with Targeted and what we do is we play a key role in the advisory portion of succession planning and estate planning and business planning and i get to be um, a crucial piece to that um, important step in people's lives and businesses well that's pretty fun and that's i mean there's definitely elements of that in the practice of law and you would see part you know parts of that on on certain files i know i know i do but but can you dive a little bit deeper in terms of so I guess number one, an observation is that um, many of my clients don't love to think about succession planning. It's kind of on the like never, never list as opposed to the like high on the to-do list because I think it's it's just not something that is is urgent for people. And as an entrepreneur or a, a business owner, often you're you're dealing with those urgent matters as opposed to those you know those things to do. But but can you give us a little bit of of insight into or some reasons why people should think about doing that and then like maybe some bad things that happen if you if you procrastinate right (laughs) (laughs) well so i would agree that you know succession planning often people don't people don't think about it or i often hear oh i don't really care what happens after i'm dead my kids will figure it out or my kids will be fine but then i tell them okay great you've built this beautiful business you're you know one of your children is excited to take it over but um, on death, they may have to sell half of the assets or some of the really good assets of the company right. to pay that resulting tax bill. Right. And so, um, you know, TTSG comes in is in the insurance play, and where where it where I say insurance comes in to uh, 
succession planning is kind of, it supercharges all the other planning. So it's a multifaceted complex process. You don't want to lose your business after you die. You don't want your children to have to, you know, sell everything. Maybe you do, but um, also, <laughs> but you want it to be a choice. You want it to be a choice or, or oftentimes you have more than one child and then one is interested in working in the business. The other two are not. And so life insurance is ultimately the only way that you can succession plan and make sure that there's equitable distribution upon death. Um, and yeah. so that's what it's commonly used for. But, you know, I say succession planning also has two phases. So there's your phase while you're alive and where you're efficiently growing your estate. And then phase two, you're efficiently transferring or closing up your estate upon death. And I think life insurance has a role to play in both phases. So with proper structuring, life insurance can be used to make the estate growth more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, it yep. also will let you make certain planning decisions because you know the insurance is there. So right. while you are still alive, the decisions that you will make will be impacted by the fact that the life insurance is in place. And then of course, life insurance on death is a tax Free benefit and in a corporation that all goes to create the all-important CDA, which as you know, is the capital dividend account. And that's the type of dividend that a company can pay its shareholders completely tax-free. And so right. when you have that amount um, and if you structure it appropriately and maybe add leveraging, you can actually get into a situation where this CDA is in excess to the death benefit. So you can use it for other capital that's in the corporation at the time. Right, right, and I've I've had a number of, of clients where we have seen that where there has been life insurance and and it has come into the corporation and then we've been able to distribute it out of the corporation uh, on a tax free basis to the shareholder and that you know that could be another holding company that could be individual people so there's a bunch of scenarios in terms of how that you know effectively sort of plays out but I think your point is really interesting about how it's almost a bit of a fail safe in terms of as you're growing your business, knowing that you've got this, this solution in the form of or called life insurance to help in the event, because nobody generally picks the day that you're going to die. You don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> you don't know. And most people say, I don't want life insurance. I don't need life insurance. And I right. always say, I think you should all want, we should all want life insurance. It is um, first and foremost, an asset class. Right. You know, you, it, it, it has a place in any dis diversified investment portfolio, right? In addition to the protection and liquidity that it gives, right? It's also one of the most tax effective alternative investments. The growth of this asset during your lifetime is tax-free. So like an RSP, the growth in your life insurance is tax-free, but unlike an RSP, the proceeds on death are also tax-free. Tax-free, Right. Very interesting. I, I think that one of to a comment that you made a, a minute ago about um, sort of you know some some people's view is like I really don't care if my kids have to clean up after me when when I die or I really don't you know maybe I have one kid involved in the business but not all of them and I can't wrap your head around uh, you know how to distribute this mm -hmm. equitably and so you just tend to bury your head in the sand. I find that that many entrepreneurs leave I don't know whatever they did before and they pursue entrepreneurship because they 
they like that sense of control and they don't want to be controlled by other people. And I think that one of the benefits, if you think about it a little bit differently, one of the benefits of, of having life insurance as a backstop is that it allows you to maintain that control and that flexibility throughout your lifetime, throughout the growth of your uh, continued growth of your business. But then having that flexibility to use those funds to pay the tax bill that arises from the deemed disposition that occurs upon everyone's death, um, regardless of where your assets are, or to be able to use those, those funds for other purposes, for dividends, as you say, in, in this tax-free manner, gives you a lot of control as an entrepreneur. And that's a great point. And entrepreneurs are also benefited by life insurance because it is such a stable asset. It's got a rate of return that is highly predictable. It right. doesn't go backwards. Like, can you think of right. any other investment that doesn't go backwards? <laughs> no, um, but I can think of a lot of people who wish they had assets that didn't go backwards. <laughs> exactly. And the, because of that, it's highly secure and it's one of the highest rating investment products. So you will find many. And as part of our services, we can set up leveraging against your policy. So entrepreneurs who love to have access to capital in order to bring their visions to life can right leverage against their insurance policies while they are alive and right. use those funds to develop new businesses and, and proceed pro, like show other ideas, or, you know, they can also use that funds later as part of their retirement income. Right. No, it's, it's a great, it's a great opportunity. And I think, I think, unfortunately, it's one of those things that unless you've had some personal experience, either, you know, with a family member or with a, a business partner, or you've, you know, in the rare circumstance where you've thought about putting a buy sell arrangement into right. your USA, and you want to fund that uh, through life insurance, for example, I think it's one of those things that people maybe just don't have intuitively an understanding about. It's not like an RSP that, you know, you hear on the news or, you know, you, you hear snippets, but I think people's understanding often is there's some gaps in terms of what the benefits are. And I think it's a real opportunity for people to think about that diversification and the growth that it allows them to do. And I agree. And I think part of the problem with that or where that problem has come from is that there's such um, a broad spectrum of insurance brokers out there. Right. You know, there's the ones that um, work for the banks and then yep. there's the ones that work out of their home. And um, what I would say is, you know, TTSG or the targeted strategies group is extremely different than those, you know. How is it we, different? Yeah. Well, so life insurance is a lifetime product, right? And, and TTSG doesn't just sell you a policy and then disappear, which I would argue many other people do. Um, so our focus is on the lifetime support for not just the current, but the future generations. We want to be there for the entire lifetime of your family and then your family's family. And so we have amassed a team of experts and they've been chosen the very high caliber. We have ex-CPAs, well, not ex-CPAs. These people are still CPAs. But they <laughs> They're still working. CPAs. No, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we have um, senior tax advisors, CPAs, lawyers, financial advisors, actuaries, PhDs, mathematicians. That's our brain trust, I like to call it. You know, very and smart people very smart people and so we're consistently coming up with new ideas we're consistently coming up with solutions to everyone's problems we often say what's your pain point we speak to your advisor your accountants your lawyers they have this issue and we try to use life insurance to fix these problems and we have been successful in doing so um and so you know whereas a lot of people have experience with you know um insurance broker who shows you uh the model or the whatever the illustration they call it that's prepared by the insurance company so they right. don't prepare it and basically that thing is out of date the minute you get it yeah 
so, you know, we are able to use our mathematicians and our actuaries and our um, extremely smart brain trust to <laughs> prepare a model that'll actually show you, um, you know, not just a linear assumption, but a stochastic model that, you know, thinks of all possibilities and comes up with the most likely um, way that this will behave over time. So we can give you more comfort. In, in that in that way, using all these very smart people and their you know their tools and their brains and their spreadsheets, like I'm sure there's a lot of spreadsheets involved. <laughs> there in is this exercise. Yeah, spreadsheets make make my make spreadsheet sense. game has gotten much better since I've been. <laughs> <laughs> what you can use a spreadsheet for more than preparing an organizational chart, really? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you can fill me in one day. But can you can you? Um, I guess in, in that way, is there the opportunity, um, you know, like sometimes people will come to me and they'll say like every, every entrepreneur is different, but, but they're all kind of the same, but they, but there are nuances or there are things that are, are particular to, you know, each individual person and with the smart uh, people that you have on your team, is there the ability to, you know, to customize a plan so, so that if there's a particular, you know, issue or a particular item that people want to make sure that they address or that they don't leave out or that their estate plan, you know, it, everything is very smooth, but then there's this thing. Is it helpful to hear about those things so that your team can help try to produce something that, that is a little bit more nuanced? Uh, uh for sure. And we love being part of the entire process, the entire discussion, because we often do have these great ideas that kind of glue and supercharge all the other planning together. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are able to, you know, understand that wealth is complex, right? And we have seen tons of great complexity already. We don't sell a commodity. We sell almost like a transformative process. We are part of the plan. And, um, you know, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, um, we like work with your other advisors, we, we speak their language, we understand right. what they're saying. Um, and, you know, the benefit to the client is, is that we don't charge for any of these services. We are part, we were there for them the whole time. So other than our commissions that come out of, um, of the policy itself, you know, the client has no out of pocket cost to us for this so level of service. So there's no downside in involving uh, your team in a in a conversation and trying to come up with a very you know bespoke customized plan because it isn't going to cost a bunch of time to reinvent the wheel or to create these things because because as you say the the compensation comes sort of at the time that that a policy and obviously you would only do that if the if the plan made made some sense. Agreed. That, that's great. What what talking about that team and the and it, you know the ability to talk to some of the other advisors, the lawyers, the accountants, uh, sort of you know everybody in the family group, if you will. To, to create this plan, when is the right time? And I, I expect that that answer might, might differ, but when is the right. right time to think about that? Is it something that, you know, there's an event and then you think about that and then you have like an annual checkup or is there a particular time in the life cycle of a business that this makes more sense or less sense? That's a very interesting question. And, and yeah, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, so there's a few things that go into account. There's definitely too late. Yes. Um, <laughs> too late. So insurance becomes quite expensive the older you get. Okay. Um, and, you know, each person's going to know their own history. If they are worried about a history of 
of health problems and they're still young and healthy and in their forties, they should maybe think about it earlier. If yep. they think, okay, my family got really sick in their sixties. I don't know if this is going to happen to me. Um, because again, once your health deteriorates, life insurance becomes very expensive, if not impossible to get. Right. So right. those are kind of big, important things to keep in mind. Um, now it's also good to know that you can always add more. So okay. you can if, like, if you, if you, if you think it was too soon or you, you know, you couldn't get as much life insurance as you needed, you could always add more, um, with the caveats of the health and the age, yeah. as I mentioned yeah, yeah. before. Um, right. But there's also riders you could add for growth expansion and there are there are flexibility things, but we try to um, get the most insurance possible for each person um, uh, on that basis. But no, there's no too soon, um, but right. there's definitely too late. <laughs> there's definitely too late, right. And that's one of those things, unfortunately, that once that door is closed, it's uh, it can be either very expensive or uh, or, very difficult to to reopen that door. Interesting. So in terms of, of um, how your team would work with, so let's say that a client had, uh, you know, a, an established accountant, they had maybe had an established lawyer and they wanted to think about, they, they were expecting that their company was going to grow. They had this growth plan for their company and they were sort of trying to get their ducks in a row and, and get lined up for the next 10 years of, of the growth phase. Um, what What's the best way, like, is the best way to, to for them to go to their accountant, their lawyer and say, look, we're looking to do this or is the best way for them to reach out and have you guys start that conversation? Like how, how does that team work to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks? I would say the majority of our files start from um, a reach out from the advisor. So either okay. the, yep. the accountant or the lawyer will say, my client needs life insurance, or we're, we're thinking of life insurance to make this planning of mine work. Um, and we come in and say, yeah, we can do that. And I often speak to various advisors throughout the the country to, to make sure that they understand what our, our capabilities are and, and what problems we can help them solve. And so that's how I typically market ourselves is to the advisors. But I have had clients who've, you know, who have met and they've heard about, you know, they've mentioned a problem and I've saying, I think I can fix that for you. And then I get them to connect me with their advisors. Mm -hmm. It's really a collaborative process. Um, you really need to have good advisors who understand insurance, who understand the benefits and who can put these complex you know programs in place for you um right. but and yeah we can't like we're not tax advisors and we're not lawyers and so we have to work with your other advisors yeah but you're you're very capable of, of speaking that language and making those connections and kind of moving moving that along exactly. one of the other one of the other things um this is probably very obvious but i know that i've had a number of clients that have been sort of burned by it is they working with their when they haven't in, in integrated the whole team of sort of lawyers and accountants and insurance advisors mm -hmm. they've said oh i've i've got a lot of insurance like i'm totally set and then you know they die and the insurance is not in the right place the insurance is not in the company or the insurance is in the name of the wrong company and you know they've moved some things they've done some tax reorganizations or they've done some planning and the, the insurance like is an afterthought or the insurance was done 10 years before and then this event that they were like <laughs> in, intending to fund yeah. uh the insurance sort of ends up in the in the wrong place and so i think that um you know one of the lessons that, that i've seen sort of uh, entrepreneurs unfortunately have to learn is that 
once you, so maybe there's the, you said there's too late, uh, so never too soon, but if you do make changes to your structure, so you put everything in place today and then you make some changes in five years, it's always a good idea, I think, to revisit these things. And that's one of the things that I liked when I heard you said that you're there for the whole life cycle and you're there for the, the family and sort of the, the long term is you need somebody who's who's gatekeeping and making sure that you still have the right amount of insurance. You still have it in the right name. You see if the company changes its name or does an amalgamation or something like that, that it keeps up. Uh, and so that you don't end up with this problem. You know, uh, and you're hitting it right on the head. And that is a, a definitely a bonus of working with us because we reach out every year um, to the client. Every single year, our team will reach out. We'll work on an, an annual return. We provide, we speak with your advisors every year. And oftentimes when we deal with this all the time is that, you know, your accountants will say, oh, we've hit a, you know, a U.S. investment issue. We've needed to restructure. We put in some of these other companies. We need to move the insurance. And we do that. We will move yep. the insurance. We will make sure it happens for you. And we support our clients in that way. As an external advisor, I find that so helpful because often there's so many moving parts and you're, it, everything is tax driven. You've got to do this you know, little tax spinorama and it all lands. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like all these, it's all the mopping up. Is your shareholder agreement still in the right name with the right people? Is your insurance still in the right place? Do you have, you know, the right named beneficiaries, all of those things to mm -hmm. keep the plan that maybe was solid three years ago. And now this event has happened. Is it still, you know, is it still making some sense? So Important I think it's thing to say to everyone out there is keep all your advisors in the loop and make sure they know oh. what you're doing is oftentimes we see the accountant didn't know about the will, the will doesn't yeah. drive with the insurance, nothing works together. And, and then you've spent all that money on wills and tax planning from your accountant and nothing works together. So, um, right. bring us all in and bring us all in together. Um, you know, it's, it's a great idea to sit down with those advisors, that group and say, this is kind of my ultimate goal. This is what I see happening to my business. This is yep. what I see happening to my life. Let's, and you can change that plan. Like we're not saying that once you make that plan, like I'm going to wind up my business and then you decide, no, I'm going to sell it. That's fine. Um, totally. but we can make sure that it's all built perfectly for you and, you know, um, and you get the result that you're actually anticipating. Where can our listeners find out more about you and about the target strategies group? So definitely feel free to get and check out our website, targetedstrategies.com. And I believe my LinkedIn will be uh, tagged with this it will. podcast. So yes. um, feel free to reach out over LinkedIn. And my, my contact information is also um, on the website. And we'd love to hear from you. Or, you know, if you're working with advisors right now and you're interested in, in, in seeing what insurance can do with their planning that they're thinking of putting into place, um, tell them to reach out and we'll work together for something great for you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Heather. This has been great. Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow to get notified when we have an update.